only been married and out, out to sea we went and and uh, I left her in Norfolk and I said, hey, get yourself a plane ticket and come over here. And she did and she, we stayed a couple weeks and I got her back on a plane. But that was just where my, my fun just started uh, because my ship done got underway and I had to go find it. It was 90 miles off the coast of, of West Africa. And if you ever try to figure out how to get to a ship uh, out at sea, it becomes very interesting. But the Lord worked that thing out and they flew us into Siganella on a C-130. And uh, since we were on vacation, uh, theoretically, and not on orders, the base couldn't do, the way the treaties are all set up, the base couldn't do nothing for us. So they put us in, a, they, they did allow us to sleep in a gymnasium overnight, and all you heard all night was basketballs. And the next morning they put us on a C5 and flew us over to Road to Spain, and, and then the rest was history after that. Take your Bibles, go to someplace. Where Brother Joe preached a message Sunday morning, and, and uh, I had a call yesterday, which was kind of a good call. And uh, Brother Joe said something about not going to church. And uh, people listen to Internet Church and all that other stuff. Well, the person is, is a person that really should be listening to Internet. That's all they got because they have nothing else. I said, that message wasn't for you. So sometimes, you know, if you're uh, half a mile from church and you're too lazy to get up and come to church and you don't have another reason why you shouldn't be in church and there's a church available, you ought to be in church. That's, that's where you need to be. But if you're stuck somewhere, I mean, I was on a ship in the middle of the ocean. It's kind of hard to get to church on Wednesday night when you're uh, in the middle of the Indian Ocean. I mean, it just gets kind of rough. So there's, there's extenuating circumstances. So what I'm trying to tell you is sometimes you got to take what you got to, what I'm teaching right now is going to be the, I'm getting back on the Holy Ghost. But before I do that, uh, when Brother Joe was talking Sunday about his message, and he's talking about them out on a ship, there's going to be a day when you're on a ship that's tossed to and fro all over the place. And those men, there's, there's a, those men were all in a, a situation that most Christians find themselves in today. And Brother Joe was right. Christ is down there sleeping, and they had access to him, and they never took him. But we're different than they are. They didn't have the Holy Spirit in them. They had Jesus Christ on the ship with him, which in our case was just as good as what they had. But we do the exact same thing. We got the Holy Spirit in our lives. Uh, I had somebody here recently tell me, well, I'm saved like you are. Yeah, you are. Well, I've, I've got the Holy Spirit in me just like you got him in you. I said, yes, you do. I said, but you aren't like me. I've been doing this for 43 years and you haven't. So if you've only been saved for two or three years, you need to sit back and... and be still and know that, not me, but be still and know that I am God. you got to give the Lord a chance to build up the Holy Spirit in your life so that you can get through some of these turmoils and troubles and trials. Those guys were thrown all over the place, and they could have went down and found Jesus Christ at any time, and he could have said, peace be still, and poof, the water would have went right down. Well, you know, you have the same thing today that they had then, and the question is, is how much do you avail him in your life? You're the only one who knows that. Nobody else knows that. I was sitting there yesterday morning, and, and before that uh, man called me, brother, it was a blessing, man. Y'all pray for him. It's Pete, Pete uh, uh, Hanstein called me. We talked for about 45, 30, 35, 40 minutes, something like that. Good conversation. I loved it, man. It was great. Uh, I told him, I said, I, brother, I'd be just, a, I, I'd have more fun. I said, when you come back in town, let's go out to lunch again. I, I have more fun with him than I do most people in suits and ties. Why? Well, he's honest. He's a very honest young man. He's trying to learn things. He's trying to get his life back where it belongs. And I'm like, brother, that's what church is all about. And he's out there running around. I'll tell you what, it's just a blessing, man, when you get to talk to people. But before he called, I was sitting there praying for Diego down in, Florida, in Galveston. I said, Lord, I said, man, here's Diego down there, got saved, and he's on his own. And I know he's out there by himself. And I went around that place down there. I couldn't find nothing to go to myself. I said, but however, you had the maniac of Gadara, and you led him and got him sitting right where he needed to be, and, and then you sent him back to his people, and you left. Philip come down there, got the Ethiopian eunuch, and, and led him to Christ, and Philip went one way, and the Ethiopian eunuch went another. I said, Lord, you can take care of Diego. And there was a couple other people I was praying for that was on their own, and about that time, the phone rang, and he goes, well, how about this one? He's on his own. And if you don't think the Holy Spirit works in your life, then you're not availing him in your life. There's where the problem. Take your Bibles. Let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll start right here. Take your Bibles. Go to Second uh, Colossians, Colossians. Go to Colossians. <laughs> Father, thank you for your blessings. Again, thank you for letting us be in church. What a place. Again, there's no better place to be on a Wednesday night. Uh, Lord, actually, there's no better place to be any day of the week. 
uh, maybe we should have church and, and everything. We had a little Bible study Monday night, and Lord, just as fun Monday night as it is tonight. So I do pray that you'd bless the night service, Lord. Bless uh, the missionaries we have on the field, Lord. Uh, Yvonne Pritchard, I pray that you put your hand upon her. And, and Lord, uh, the Spurgeons that got back in town, I know they're all tired, Lord. I just pray that you play them. Brother uh, Cliff is down preaching in the church tonight. I pray that you put your hand upon him. But, Lord, uh, we are a needy people, and, Lord, help us to understand what we need. And, Father, again, we'll praise you on you in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't think God gives you uh, stories in your Bible just to put stories in the Bible. Uh, that story about those men on the ship is they did not avail the presence of Jesus Christ. Well, you and I are still on a ship. We're on, we're on our way to Zion, and we still have issues going on in our lives, and we have things. I'm not telling you that he's going to heal all your problems. I'm not heal all your sicknesses and cure all your diseases and give you new Cadillacs and everything. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that you have access to the peace of God that passeth all understanding. How do you get the peace of God that passeth all understanding? How do you get that? People say, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't have what you have. Why don't you? Why don't you? You know why you don't? You're not getting it. You don't want it. You don't want it. You want something else, but you don't want him. Have you ever read your Bible? Interesting book. If you ever get a chance, pick it up and read it. Crazy book. You know what I found out that 99999999 percent of the people in this book don't want is God. That's what they don't want. Everybody came out of Egypt. Moses let him out. As a matter of fact, Moses split the water. I think Charles and Hesson, I bet you Moses looked like Charles. I bet Charles and Hesson looked like Moses. Beard and all that stuff, man. I remember as a little kid, I watched that thing. It's cool as anything. And, and he held his stick out. And the water just goes. I mean, Hollywood did a good job, I think, of making that water go back just like it's supposed to. And it looked really, really cool. And uh, there's some things in there now that I look at it isn't too cool. But, I mean, the rest of it, the, the overall thing is pretty cool. When it got out of that thing, Brother Cliff talked about it uh, Sunday night. When he comes out of that thing, you would think, you would just think, I would think, I mean, logical, kind of logical, I would think, that you come out of that thing and you go through water on, it'd be like me coming down the road here, just like this, and, and I hold the stick out, and the water splits, and it's dry ground right there, and there's wells of water on both sides going as high as you can see, and we all walk down here on dry ground. You would just think, I would, I would just think, I'm a logical kind of guy, you would just think that people would want to follow God, wouldn't you? They didn't want him, and they didn't want nothing to do with it. You know what they wanted? The leaks back in, in, they wanted to go to Kings Island. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to go to Dollywood. <laughs> I need to pick on something. A Bengals game, a Browns game. I was listening to news today, and oh, the Browns fans are all distraught. I'm like, for what? Some guy messed his leg up. You don't care about none of the rest of the people messing their leg up. People don't want God. And you got to realize that that's probably where we are. We, we are Christians. We say we're Christians. We have everything at our fingertips and we don't avail it. We don't, we don't take it because we let the rest of this world, oh man, <laughs> it's a crazy book. You ever read your Bible? It's the strangest book in the whole world. I read it. I'm, I'm, I'm mad at myself all the time. I'm like, Lord, I'm just like them. I'm just like them. I read through Daniel, man. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but... Boy, I'd love, to, I'd love to just get to the place where I would fast and pray for three weeks. And then maybe, and, and then have Gabriel come up and say, hey, man, I, I was on my way, man, when you started. First of all, you're at the place where you need to be when you started. But, man, the you know, prince of this world got, got in my way. Me and him got in a fight. And I've been held up for a little while. My buddy Michael came up, and Michael took over my fight for me so I could head on out of Dodge and come down. It had been three weeks. I'm sorry it took so long. Well, I'd like to be like that. They'd just be like Daniel, man. So when they threw me in the lion's den, I'd say, hey, man, praise God, hallelujah. I'm going to be lunch today or not today. I'd like to be Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Say, hey, king, I don't care, man. I just don't really care. Yeah, you got your God, serve him. I'm going to serve mine. And he will either save me or he won't. But anyways, I'm going to follow him. I'd like to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's just what I, that's the way my mind is. When everything else has gone that way, it's like the Lord always telling me, Mike, all I ever wanted you to be was Mike. You know what our problem is today? We're trying to be somebody else. You know what he's looking for is Mike. Not if you're not Mike, that's okay. He's looking for George. That's what he's looking for, man. He's looking for, he's looking for you. He's not looking for anybody else. And what he has given us to to promote that is the Holy Spirit. And that you, I'll tell you what you can say. Well, that's all you preach about. That's probably that's all you need. Faith in the Holy Spirit. You, don't, you can get through anything. 
When I was telling Brother Pete out there, he's driving around 50,000 miles in the last six months. When I was on a ship by myself, that's all I had was him. Now, I know I had Jesus Christ. But what Jesus said, I must go, the comfort may come. Why? So that he can give you what you need like those men on that ship had, could have had what he had down there. He solved their problem. You know what the Holy Spirit does? Solve your problem. It may not be exactly what you think, but all of a sudden you'll come to understand exactly what he wants. So you were taught first, first, uh, first, or, or first Colossians, Colossians 2.9. Get kind of excited about this thing. I, I do, man. I think it's a great book. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. That's Jesus Christ. You, when you got saved, you were complete. Now, this person the other day who told me, I got all the Holy Spirit, in, I got Holy Spirit in me just like you do. You're exactly right. 1980, back porch, Louisville, Kentucky, I got the Spirit of God in me. What's wrong with most people is they think that once they get that, that's all you have to do. And that's not true. That thing, he, well, we'll go on. Let's use some Bible. There is nothing missing in your life, by the way, nothing. Uh, I mean, uh, this is a Bible lesson out of Alvin Douglas's uh, 100 Bible studies. I'll tell you right where it's at. I compare it with Dr. Ruckman's, uh, uh, what is it? What's those? He's got his, his uh, lessons. No, it's not. It's, uh, theological studies. And he, Dr. Ruckman takes... Albert Douglas' theological studies and puts ketchup and mustard in it with it. Some pickles, some lettuce on there. I mean, you get Alvin Douglas' thing, you get like a hamburger with maybe a bun, and that's it. Uh, Doc will throw the pickles and mustard and ketchup and all the other stuff on it, make it oozy and goozy, and, you, and it makes it even a little bit better. But as you're reading that thing, what have we have? We, we understand who God the Father is. And we understand who Jesus Christ is. And that if you trusted Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit was moving in your life to get you to do that. And when he got you there, you trusted Jesus Christ. But as a baby Christian, you, you keep looking at Jesus Christ. And most churches never teach people, or if they teach them about the Holy Spirit, they teach them the wrong way. It's not an emotional thing. It's a real life thing where you sit down and start praying and say, what do I do? That day in the chief's mess, I need a, oh man, I've got to get a rerun of that thing. I really do. Because I'm sure that the Holy Spirit, or Michael or Gabriel, he sent him down here. But I was sitting in that chair, bowing over a plate of green spaghetti, crying, man, in a room full of 70 men that just wicked as the devil. Bunch of Christians in there, just wicked as they could be. Done sold out for some stupid bars on their shirt or whatever. That makes me sick, man. It just makes me sick. But I'm sitting there bowing and saying, Lord, I done messed up. <laughs> you told me not to take that test. I'm praying there. You ask him when you get to heaven, say, show me that thing. And I'm in a room with 70 wicked men. And I got my head bowed down, cried because I messed up. And they want me to mess my testimony up, but I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, oh, God, what do I do? Lord, what do I do? I didn't say, oh, God. No, I just, oh, God. I messed up. What do I do? And I, I'm serious. I felt like a finger behind my shirt. Something went right, right there. And it's like, and you can feel your abs after getting tight. Next thing you know, I'm standing up preaching. You say, what was that? That was the Holy Spirit. I know exactly what that was. Standing on the back of the ship, you hope me tell you that story, but standing on the back of the ship out in the middle of the Indian Ocean, mad, because I thought it should be in Norfolk, Virginia, doing something stupid. And, and, uh, and really, wherever you are, that's where you should be. You're right where you need to be. Those that aren't here tonight, guess what? They weren't, this message is not for them. Unless they're watching on TV, which you should be in church. Uh, if you can be. Pat, <laughs> it's sad that you got to qualify your statement. <laughs> But, but sitting on the back of that ship, that was not Jesus Christ sitting on the back of that ship. That was the Holy Spirit convicting me on the back of that ship and bringing to my mind what the Lord had said. So I'm giving the Lord the glory for the thing, but the Holy Spirit is bringing it to my mind. He goes, Mike, what's if this is where you're supposed to be? I'm like, man, I guess then this is where I need to be. He calmed me down. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Brethren, if you don't let the Holy Spirit work in your life, you'll never, you will sit there. I know guys who can quote the Bible like the back of their hand and nowhere near God. You could talk to them for a couple minutes and tell that thing. I mean, they could put you to shame for quoting and it makes you feel bad because you can't quote like they quote. But when you need to get a hold of God, can you? When there's a guy on an elevator in, in Galveston, Gal, Galveston, Texas that needs somebody to come and tell him, why would he bring somebody from Dayton, Ohio down there to tell the guy that? See, oh, that's just a coincidence. That was no coincidence. 
That was absolutely zero coincidence. That was played by the hand of God. I know exactly what that was. I've seen him do it for 43 years. So somebody who's just been saved for three years or somebody who's never really tried to serve Jesus Christ, I don't care if you've been saved 50 years. And then all of a sudden you start getting back in it. You're not the same, although you have the same amount of spirit that I got. You got the same Holy Spirit. You got everything you needed the day you got saved. The question is, is what are you doing with it? And it isn't about dress. And it isn't about the outward appearance. It's about the heart. And the heart is the key to the whole thing. It's always been the key to the whole thing. The publican bowed his head down and said, I'm not even worthy to talk to you. And, and the Lord said, he will go to his house. You know what a lot of do? They will look at a publican and say, I wouldn't want to be nowhere around that guy. That's the only one the Lord would want to be around. The, the, the Pharisee is a guy comes in a suit and tie. All the, oh, Father, look at me. That's the Pharisee. I know everything about the Bible. I could quote it back and forth. But he's missing something. We're missing it. You know what's going to get you through life? The Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you won't get it. He says, for we in him. So we're there. So there's nothing you're missing in life. You have everything. Uh, you get it all when you get saved. But if you are not filled with the Holy Ghost, there is but one or two things wrong. There's one or two things wrong. You are not praying for God. Go to Luke. Uh, Luke, uh, Luke, 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 Luke. Actually, well, no, don't let me get ahead of myself. You are not praying for God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Or if you are asking God to fill you, you are not yielding to the Holy Spirit in your life. Brother, I'm telling you what, there's a lot of things I think the Holy Spirit says don't do. Now, I'm not going to do, you do whatever you want to do. If you've got peace about what you're doing, doing it. You know how you know if you've got a problem? If you sit there and say, well, well I'll do whatever I want. I don't care what he says. That, that right there is a problem. Because if you had peace about what you, I used to smoke. And if you'd walk up to me, I was saved when I smoked. If you walked up to me and told me I shouldn't smoke, I'd blow smoke in your stinking face. You say, why? Because I didn't have a problem with smoking. Just because you got a problem don't mean I got your problem. I said, the Lord didn't seem to have a problem with me smoking. And if he had a problem with me smoking, he would tell me. Guess what he did? <laughs> I walk in one day and Fritz Beter sat sitting there with this big old stinking smile on his face like that. I can still see him in radio sitting there. You ever been there when God dealt with you? When the Holy Spirit just puts his thumb right on your life? He's not putting it on somebody else's. He's putting it on yours. You know why? Because he's trying to teach you something. He wasn't mad at me. Smoking may not be bad. I don't know, man. <laughs> but in his case, he was trying to tell me something. I was, I'm like, rats, man. Fritz looked at me and said, Mike, I didn't know you smoked. I'm like, how in the world could you possibly not know I smoked? I mean, that's my reasoning right there. How could you not know that? I smoke a pack and have two packs a day. I smoke in here all the time. Look at the equipment. Pull it out. There's ashes all in that stuff. That's fine. I said, how could you possibly not know that? Scratching my head. That's the weirdest thing in the whole wide world. I leave out of there, I can still see myself going up the steps, getting in, going up to ET shop on the 04 level, open the, or 03 level, open the door up, radio's on 02, uh, walking into the ET shop, sitting at the bench, pulling out my cricket. I think it was red or blue. I think it might have been blue, but I'm not sure, but I think it was red or blue. And I pulled that thing out, lit that sucker, and had that cigarette in my mouth. I was getting really light. I was pulling the, I can still see the flame, man, coming to that cigarette. And it's, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crystal, they shall be as wool. I'm like, whoa, I heard that voice before. And he says, Mike, let's talk. I'm like, okay. I better let my cigarette lighter off and we'll run out of fuel. So we start talking. He goes, you like talking about me, don't you? And if you are, I love, I love talking about Jesus. And you get me talking about Jesus, there's a lot of days I feel bad. And I just, like, like that, in that elevator, I, I wouldn't have handed that guy a track. If Beth hadn't been there, that guy would probably still be lost. <laughs> and he's, that's just my shame. That's just my shame. But Beth was there, and God knew that. He said, man, i got to get your wife to go with you this time because you're going to need some help with this one. Uh, only because you need somebody to give him a track, and you're, you're, you just won't do it. Or you might not do it. So he brought her along, and she did it. And, and that whole thing happens. You sit there and say, what is that? That's the Lord. Well, when he talks to you, you got to listen. So, I, I mean, I'm sitting here listening. He goes, you like telling people? I said, yeah, man. We talked to that kid, and he started crying. I mean, all, I, I didn't do nothing. That wasn't me. That was God. It had nothing to do with me. The Lord already had his heart right where it needed to be. And I got to be there and watch the thing happen. And you sit there and say, okay, Lord, what is this? And you hear that voice, and you follow that voice. And it's, there's no doubt about it. I don't have to wonder if I'm doing this right or doing I'm doing exactly what God told me to do. If you don't like what I'm doing, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do what you think I should do. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And then one day I'm going to die. 
And I will stand before God just like you and stand before God. You know what that is? That's the Holy Spirit talking. That's not being mean. You know what our problem is? Is we don't think that way. We think that we should look good and really not have. I would rather somebody look terrible and have the Spirit of God all over them than look good and be cold as ice. I want God. I don't know about you. I want God. I want the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. That's what I want. And I can't fulfill every need you have. I'm sorry. If you think I can, you've got the wrong place. I got enough problem trying to take care of Beth and Esther. Come home the other day, made some chicken. Had it in my air fryer. I eat half of it. Come to church Monday night to teach some stuff. Come home to eat my chicken. Esther already ate it. What do you do with stuff like that? You take care of the things in front of you. That's all you can do. But the Holy Spirit, as far as baptism, if you are asking God to fill you, you have to yield your life to him. That is, it, it is, that is harder than getting saved. You know why? Because you have to start saying, Lord, is this right? Lord, is this right? Lord, is this right? you got to start examining everything in your life. Why am I doing what I'm doing? And that's when the Holy Spirit comes in and starts directing and guiding yourself. Somebody who's been saved for three years can't even begin to know what somebody, if somebody's truly been trying to walk with God for 40 years, there's no way you could possibly even understand what that person. When I looked at Dr. Peter S. Ruckman, he, I marveled, man. I just marveled. I shut my mouth. I would never have walked up to him and said some of the things that people have walked up to me to say. Well, maybe they're trying to tell me that I'm not. <laughs> they could be right. But I'm looking at that guy. I'm like, he's got more brains in his little finger pinky than I got in my whole body. And, and I'm sitting there going, Lord, I've heard people say, well, he shouldn't. He's been married three times. You're an idiot. If that's all you're, that's a superficial thing. That's so superficial, it's pathetic. You know what that guy had? The Lord all over him. You know what I wanted? I wanted what he had. You know what it took to get that in his life? Misery and tribulation and turmoil and loss of just about everything you could possibly have. The more you know, the more danger, the harder it's going to be to serve Jesus Christ. And when you do, the more it's going to cost you. Look at Apostle Paul, the greatest Christian ever lived, ended up in a jail cell in Rome. And that's where the Lord told him he was headed. You know, Paul could have got out of that any time he wanted to. The Lord done told him what he was going to do and how he was going to, where he was going to end up at. He was going to go to Rome and preach to, to Caesar. He already told him that. You are going to Rome. Paul could have been like Jonah, man, and jumped on a ship to Tarshish or something. Well, the Lord probably had another big fish out there somewhere to eat him up. But the, what I'm trying to get, brethren, is our, each, could you imagine if everyone in this room availed the Holy Spirit in their life? We'd have Phillips running all over the place. We'd have Stevens. We'd have everything. But what's wrong with most of us? Brother Jerry led a lady to the Lord today? Yesterday. Yesterday. His neighbor, he just goes up and starts talking to her. And guess what? He thought she was some, some person that would never get saved, and she just ends up getting saved. You never know. You know, what the, you know what we all should be doing? If every single one of us won somebody a month, this church would double in a year. You would, we would run out of seats in one year. If you did that every month, I mean, this thing would be next month we'd be packed out. What is that? What's wrong? Is, is the Holy Spirit still winning souls? Yeah, is he still guiding men to Jesus Christ? Of course he is. Then what's wrong with us? You know what I'll tell you what a lot of our problem is? Is we mess with the wrong people too long. If somebody wanted Jesus Christ, they'll get him. You know, you witness Jesus said, God comes and said, come and follow me. He says, let me go home and bury my dad. He's dead. No, come and follow me. Let the dead bury the dead. You don't want it? Fine. Jesus leaves him. That's your example. You shouldn't waste five seconds on somebody. You get the gospel to them. They'll either take it or they don't. You move on. To spend prayer, prayer should be exactly where it goes. And then you keep those people in prayer, and you keep them in prayer. And you run back across them, and you tell them again, or you get the opportunity. Lord told me I don't ship it. At the first or second admonition, reject them as a heretic. Not that they're heretics, but you, if you're going to sit there and beat your head against the wall, why aren't you doing that for everybody you meet? Because sometimes we get into a place, and we look at that thing totally different, and we think that's our No, that is not it. We're, you're wasting time on one or two people when you could be reaching a multitude. Everywhere you go, that's what the gospel tracks are for. Everywhere you go should be in it. So, so you're not yielding. You're not yielding to the Holy Spirit. You need to yield. As far as baptism of the Holy Ghost is concerned, you got baptized the day you got saved. I did. 
I got saved, I'm done. I don't ever have to get it saved again. I was, I was put in the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead, uh, came to indwell your body, which is the vessel purchased uh, and redeemed by the blood that Jesus Christ shed at Calvary. Uh, and it belongs to the Lord. You are bought with a price, therefore glorify God. You are not yours. You are not yours. I don't care what this world tells you. I don't care what you tell me. You are not yours. You're his. And you're, you're to do what he wants, not you. You know what this world says? Oh, you got to do this. 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 No, I got five kids too, man. I've raised them. I didn't let my kids dictate to me what I was supposed to do. I'm not going to do that. That's putting Jesus Christ down somewhere. Well, the world says, I don't want my kids to be in this world. I don't want them to get a college education and be like some of the people that got college educations. It just takes them further and further away from God. Why would I want that? You know what I want for them? I want God to get in their lives and direct their steps so that they do what God tells them to do. That's what I want. That's, that's my whole desire. Uh, you were completing Christ when you received him. Of course you did. I am, you are too. He's all that you need. <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't need nothing else. He gets you into heaven. You're done. I got saved on that back porch. It's perfect. I didn't need anything else. For, for 43 years, I've needed nothing else. He is all in all to me. Everything. You know why I love those hymns? We sing those things. Them things are great, man. Because I know that I got some other brothers and sisters felt the same way. They sing a song, and that song is like Jesus to me. They're like singing about a friend of mine. And I hear that. I get, I get thrilled. All that thrills my soul is Jesus. All that thrills my soul is Jesus. Really? Does it really thrill your soul when you sing that song? Boy, it does me. I come in here feeling terrible some Sundays and Wednesdays. And I, I was, we all start singing, man. And those songs just start lifting me up. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Brother, Brother Pete called me the other day. I mean, I looked at this thing. I said, P. Hanstein. Who is P. Hanstein? I said, oh, Peter Hanstein. I'm, I said, you're at the top of my list. A lot of y'all aren't. <laughs> you can get mad if you want. I don't really care. I mean, I'm looking for somebody who really needs some help. I mean, you just want me to do something for you. Or do, I'm like, where's the phone? This phone should never. You know what's wrong? This thing is wicked. I'm telling you, it's wicked. You think, you, I tell you, toss that sucker out like that. And let me ask you a question. How much would you do without that? You wouldn't do squat, man, because you wouldn't know what to do. You'd have to live day by day. You wouldn't have to talk to somebody in California and somebody in New York and somebody in, in Austin and somebody here and somebody there. You wouldn't have to talk to nobody. You'd go home and pick up a phone and go, ch -ch 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 -ch. Ch -ch 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 -ch. let your fingers do the walking to the yellow pages, man. That's all you need, a big old thick yellow book that's a big. You need somebody to fix the refrigerator, you look at the refrigerator, call them up. Ch -ch 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 -ch. We mess up. Technology messes us up. Because now you learn how to depend on it and you can't live without it. But you got to have it to make money to do what? You got to have it to get a hold of God. No, you got to have it to make money. My uncle was brilliant, man. When I got saved, I didn't understand a word he said. Some of y'all probably don't understand what I'm saying either. I went over and talked to Rolf. Long haired, hippie, druggy, man. I'm sitting there, something happened. I go over and take my little Bible and say, What's this mean, Rolf? I got saved. I went in his office, man. He, I still remember Rolf. He, he put a new American standard in my hand. I, I, that, that didn't bother me at all because he said something that I now know what he's talking about. I knew that years ago. I said, Rolf, I'm going to the Navy, man. This is after the conversation I had when he tried to lead me to Christ. This is a couple weeks down the road. So I'm going to the Navy. He goes, why are you going to the Navy, Mike? This is a guy who got 1,300 people in the church. He said, why are you going to the Navy? I said, because I always want to go in the Navy. He goes, but why do you want to go in the Navy? Because I get a job. But why do you want to go in the Navy? To make more money. He shut up right there. He knew that, that I was not going to listen past that. Because in my mind, I did not understand why the money was the problem. The love of money is the root of all evil. You, if you don't understand that this world tries to set you up, I got my, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, you also, uh, believe also in me. In my father's house, I got a mansion. He's coming back to take me back to a place that is out of this world. As a matter of fact, it's out of this universe. And it is so far outside this universe, it's pathetic. And he's been, he, I don't think he'd spent 2,000 years on it. If he built the universe in a day, that place looks pretty sharp. And I'm comparing anything on this planet. I'm even letting anything on this planet get in my way of that. I read my Bible and get sick of myself because I cannot be like those people are. 
And that's what I want to be like. I don't want to be like Donald Trump. And I don't want to be like, no, I don't want to be like uh, our president. Uh, but I may be someday. <laughs> I don't want to be like Elon Musk. I don't want to be like none of them guys who got money. I don't want none of that stuff. Because all that stuff genders other things. I don't want none of that stuff. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I never did want none of that stuff. You know what I want? I found something on a back porch. I found something that gave me everything I ever wanted. But then there's something more you can have. You are told that the Holy Spirit is the Lord in 2 Corinthians 3. And we looked at that last time. The fact is that at conversion, every believer possesses the Holy Spirit. You have him. 2 Corinthians uh, 1.22 says this. Who hath sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. He's there. You got him. Ephesians 1.12. This is one of my favorite verses. That we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the words of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit promise. So I was sealed, you were sealed, you got saved, you got everything. You got everything you need to succeed. The world tells you you need something else. As we yield, now this is it, this is it. Brother Joe just talked through Galatians. As we yield our lives, the Holy Spirit fills us more and more with himself. That takes time. You can't get that any other way. You can quote a verse all day long. It means meaningless to just about 90% of the people on the planet because they don't get what it says. You know why? You know why? I was, I was, I was in the Navy. Y'all didn't know. I went to the satellite station. And you think I, I made up now, man. I was worse then. And all I wanted to do was fix equipment. And I, I was in charge of a satellite station that had more equipment that would fill this entire church. Racks, six-foot racks, row after row after row after row. Satellite dishes, 60-foot dishes set on five-story pedestals. I mean, I had 12-hour shifts was nowhere near enough for me to get done what I needed to get done today. I put 18, 19 hours a day in there on my own. I would finish my 12-hour shift, work six, seven, eight hours on the next shift. And then my four days off, I was in there too. They run me out of there. You know, what I, you know what I found out is they, were killed. they wanted me to not only fix everything, but run it. And I'm like, wait a second. I've got, I've got eight or nine radio men sitting here that all went to the operating side of the school that I went to. They all should know how to operate it. Every one of you got the same Bible in your hand that I got. Every one of you should have a King James 611. If you don't come see me, I'll give you one. Every one of you. So that means every one of you have the same words I got. There is no interpretation. It's, it's all common. It's the same thing. You know what I realized is these guys were sitting there and nobody helped them get to the next step that they needed to be at. So I got me a board and some markers. I think we actually had a dry race. I think they had dry race back then. But I had a board sitting there. And I'd sit on my little radioman down in front of that board. And I'd start teaching them. I said, this is an up converter, and this is this, and this is a 1002, MD-1002, and this is an up converter, and you're doing this, and it goes out here and goes through these amps, and then hits up here to the satellite. And whenever a request comes in, you go over here and you change the freaks on this thing right here, and this is what you do, and this is what you do. Now go do it, and leave me alone. I had the keys to the safe. I, I had the combos to the safe. I had the crypto in my fingers that they would sell to Russia and make millions and millions of dollars. I could have copied it on our Xerox copy machines and made millions of millions. Probably been in jail too. But I'm telling you, that, that stuff was right there in my hands. I should not have done that. That's their job. You know what the problem was? Is nobody ever spent the time to show them how to do their job. That was the problem. There was probably 40 radio men in that place on the four ships, and out of the 40, there was not one that knew how to do his job. There was four ETs. I made the fifth one. I got to be station duty officer. One of them guys transferred, and we were doing all the work. And those other guys were sitting around, shift after shift after shift after shift. I'm like, no, I like to play, man. They ain't letting me play. They're messing with me playing. I want to fix stuff. I want to play with this thing. And I can't play if I'm trying to operate. I got submarines out in the middle of the ocean. I got ships out in the middle of the ocean. I got everybody in the world trying to get data from me. And I can't sit there and give data. Oh, man. You know what they did? They'd sit back there in the, in the microwave section. We had a, I forget what the thing was. But you could take a headphones and plug it into the, you could listen to phone calls. And you'd never know it because that's, in the radio, they do it today too. But you better watch what you say on the phone. 
They listen, <laughs> back there, listen. And then they go on this side over here. This is the receive side, transmit side. And they can listen to the husband and wife talking back and forth. They could actually interject something if they wanted to. And that's what they did for their 12 hours. We do the same thing in church. We sit here and we come and listen, and then we go home and do absolutely nothing with what we got. We hear the sermons. We know how to put them together. We preach. It's not y'all's fault. It's ours. Because we're not training you and then letting you take out what you got. I had uh, Miss Ruth come up to me last night and said, hey, do you mind if, if some of the ladies, get, did she ask that? In the thing? If some of the ladies would get in this, uh, what, what's it? It's the child, child, thing, child evangelism in school. I'm like, yeah, man. You know I have that much influence in child evangelism in the schools? Miss Ruth does that. She also is a chaplain in the jail. Why does she do that? Because the Lord tells her to. Why, what are you doing? No, serious. what are you doing? What are you doing for the Lord? I'll tell you why you're not doing something for the Lord. You don't push the Holy Spirit off the side. I don't care how much Bible you know, you push the Holy Spirit off the side. Because if you did, you would be evangelizing the lost. You would, or you would be doing something strictly for him. You say, well, Mike, you're just working on a building. That's for him. I told, I told some people the other day, I said, I've been doing this for 18 years. I said, you know why I do this for 18 years and everybody else does this? I said, they do it so you can bring your family in. You know what most people don't realize? Is there's, a, there's about 10% of the people that pay to have this done so you can come in here and sit down on a Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and just be here. If this place wasn't here, you would not be here. You might be somewhere else. But guess what? Somebody had to do that one too. There's not a church on the face of this planet that there is a handful of people that had to put their lives in to get that building there. So that you could come in and question what they're doing. That's wicked as hell. Though if they did it for the right reason, they did it for the Lord. They did it so you could be here. Let me ask you a question. What are you doing? I'm going to tell you what the problem is. It's the Holy Spirit. It isn't that you don't love Jesus Christ. It's that you're not letting, you have not surrendered your will to him. You're still trying to do it your way. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Your way ain't going to work. It never has from the beginning of the time. Adam and Eve tried it their way, and it's been messed up ever since. It ain't going to work. you got to somehow say, Lord, what do you want? I'll tell you what, when I was in that elevator and that kid come out and he got saved, every trial and tribulation, I had, I had people calling me leaving the church. I had all kinds of stuff going on. That was the worst vacation I think I ever had. But when that little kid sat there, all that stuff went to the wayside. I didn't care about one thing about it, none of that. And I got an opportunity to sit here and tell a kid about Jesus Christ for about 10 minutes, and he gave his heart to Jesus Christ and trusted him right there in that hallway. He went his way, I went, and I didn't care one thing about, let him go, man. I would rather lead somebody to Jesus Christ 24-7 than have to. Why, why can't people just want Jesus? It's the Holy Spirit. You say, well, you're, you're pushing this thing. Yeah, I am. Who had sealed us? He sealed us. I got it. You got it. Galatians 4.19 says, my little children. This is Paul. He says, my little children, of whom I travail in birth again, until Christ be formed in you. How does that happen? The Holy Spirit. Over time, he builds your life up. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. If you're going to increase your faith, you've got to hear the word of God. How do you do that? For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man boast. As you're praying through the Holy Spirit, you start getting some stuff. And in time, you get more and more, and more, and more, and pretty soon, man, you're going down the road, you're getting beat up and banged up on you, are just laughing about it. I mean, really, what, what does it matter? What, what does anything matter on this planet? In the long run, that's where Paul's attitude was. That's where Stephen was. Stephen's getting stoned. How can a man sit there and be stoned with rocks, hitting, and praying for them? Put yourself in his place. What would you do? Oh, 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 quit, please, quit. What would you do? That's probably what I would do. <laughs> I mean, what would you do? That guy was full of the Holy Ghost. He didn't say he had Jesus all over him. No, he's looking up in heaven and says, I see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's full of the Holy Ghost. That's what it says. Let me ask you a question. Are you full of the Holy Ghost or are you full of you? Brethren, I'm not even mad at you. I'm just telling you, like them radio men at, e at, at, at satellite station. Okay, I'll tell you another one. I left that, I left that thing. And I went to the USS Scott, and I thought that everybody was going to be like the people at that satellite station. You know what I found out on the USS Scott? 
that they were the exact same people, same training, same everything else, and they're not utilizing what they had. Why didn't they utilize it? You know why Balovich did for me what he did? I told you that story before, but you know why he did for me what he did? Because he's seen somebody utilizing what they had. It's a shame that you got all these people and, and nobody utilized. But here's this kid comes in and he actually wants to fix stuff. His whole, I mean, he just, I want to do this. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to see somebody get saved? And what are you doing about it? Are, are, is the Holy Spirit telling you exactly what to do and what are you doing about it? Are you spending all your time with one person? Well, that one person may not never get saved. May never. I ain't going to waste my time. You know what I found out? The first thing, on the ship, I told them. I'll tell them once or twice. If they don't want to hear, fine. Let them go to hell. You say, well, that's awful mean. No, it's not. I would love to win them to Christ, but I can't. If the Holy Spirit isn't dealing with their hearts, there's nothing you can do. You can say all the right things. They can say the right things, but they never make that move across to him. Or if they do, they're just shallow their whole lives. I'm tired of shallow people. I'd like to see some people actually get out. You know what? We got, I'm going to start street preaching this Saturday. And I'm going to get back out there with Jonathan. I'm going to get back out there on the streets. Why? Because he just, he told me, man, I missed it. He told me Saturday, man, the police came over and told him to shut up or calm it down. And they did the right thing. They calmed down and they listened to the police officer. There was a lady across the street on the corner house. It was, they turned the radios up to get him, make louder noises. The guy in the, in the speedway, I don't know about you, but that just sounds exciting to me. Turning up their revenue and just run, 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 run. The Bible's okay, man. You know what? The Holy Spirit can still get those words through that thing. That's where the fun is. He's sitting there talking about he got to go up to uh, Switzerland, the missionary. He got to go to Switzerland. And he goes, guess what? They're, they're doing it up there, too, that we're doing down here. What are you doing down here? I'm telling you, brother, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. As we yield, as we yield our lives, what you do is the more you start yielding, then he starts forming himself in you. You got this little thing called the Holy Spirit sitting inside of you. We all got the same amount. You can't get no more than you have, but boy, you can stop that filling. And you want that whole body to be filled with that thing. That's what Paul was. That's what happened to Peter. The whole storyline of Peter, when you see on that ship out there, them guys had, they had, they had all the Jesus they were ever going to get right there with him. And they just didn't know what to do with it. Boy, I'll tell you what, the maniac of Gadara did. As soon as they got, the Lord already told them. We're going to the other side. You know what's wrong with most of us? We hear what he says, but don't listen. He's already told you what's going to happen, and you just don't listen. And they're all out there freaking out. They should have been down there and said, Lord, I thought you said we're going to the other side. We had a lot of water coming in here. What's up with that? They ought to have been sitting there with him. Well, Lord, what do you think? I'm like him, man. They should have been down there talking to him. Let it go down, man. If, you can, if Jonah can be eaten by a well, you can definitely get me out of the ship in the bottom of the ocean. What it is, is they're not filled. They had to learn some things. He told Peter, he says, when you are converted. So he's not converted yet, but we are converted. I got converted on the back porch in Louisville, Kentucky, 1980. Are you? I mean, my life is not the same as it was on that back porch 43 years ago. Maybe it's not where it should be, but it's definitely not where it was. And I don't want to even go back there or anywhere in between. I want to get closer and closer and closer. And one of these days, he calls me home. As we yield control of our lives, he fills us more and more with himself. Luke, take over to Luke 13. Boy, this is great. You want to you issue with an old Schofield reference Bible? Here's one right here, man. This is, this is phenomenal. I think this is great. I'll shut up right after this. We've got all kinds of time we got to, until the Lord comes back. I mean, if y'all can put up with Genesis for three or four years, you can definitely put up with this for a couple Wednesday nights. You want, a re- you want a reference here, man? I'll tell you, Luke, Luke 11. Luke 11. Uh, am I in the right place? Luke 11, 13. Jesus Christ says this. Uh, am I in Luke? Am I in Luke 11? I'm in Luke 11. Yeah. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall the, your heavenly Father uh, give uh, the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit to them that ask him. Now, Schofield wrote a note down here. If you got, if you got an old Schofield, old Schofield reference down to the bottom, uh, he says right here, he goes, uh, say, Mary, about, about three or four lines up from the bottom. Uh, 
Well, maybe I should go up a little bit higher. Give me a second. Let me find exactly where I want to start with this. Understood. Save Mary. Oh, well, it, oh let's just do it. Mary alone of the... Um, it is evident that none of the disciples with the promise exception of Mary of Bethany asked for the spirit and faith of promise. It was a new uh, staggering thing to the Jew, to a Jew, that in advance of the fulfillment of Joel 2, uh, 28-29, all might, uh, all might receive the spirit. Mary alone of the disciples understood Christ's re uh, repeated declaration concerning his own death and resurrection. Save Mary, not one of the disciples, but Peter, and he only, in the great confession, uh, manifested a spark of spiritual intelligence till after the resurrection of Christ and the impartation of the Spirit. To go back to the promise of Luke eleven thirteen is to forget Pentecost and to ignore the truth that now every believer has the indwelling spirit. So what Scofield just said there was that promise that Jesus Christ just made there in Luke 11, 13, 11 12. Uh, and if he asks, uh, let's see, or uh, 13, he says, uh, and ask the Heavenly Father, give him the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. He's saying that, you, that that promise is negated by what Peter did at Pentecost, yet, yet, Alban Douglas and Dr. Roman said the exact same thing. I said, what a phenomenal thing. Luke was written years after that. Luke was written uh, way, way down the road from when Acts chapter 2 happened. They didn't even understand it. That promise is a, is a, is a promise that can go forever and ever and ever. If you don't have the Spirit, you're not asking for it. You got Jesus the day you got saved. You trusted the blood that was shed at Calvary for you. But life is going to throw some, some I mean, some curveballs that you, you're not, they're coming. You listen to some of these guys out here, and your economy, if they are right, is getting ready to crash and burn. Now, they could be totally wrong. But if it did, how are you going to get through that thing? You ain't, you're, there's no planning to help you get through it. You know the only thing that's going to get you through that is Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. That's the only thing going to get you through that thing. And if you don't have him, you're going to be scrambling at the last minute to get that, and you don't have to do that. I just like you to be part of me every day. I'm, I'm telling you, man, I slowed. I use, for my Bible reading, I, I, I read it four times a year. I use Sco, uh, Scorby. I, I've slowed Scorby way, way down. I said, I'm going to slow him way down. I can actually, I actually read my Bible now with Scorby because I got him out here. My mind goes off in a thousand different directions. I don't know what you do, but you do whatever you want to do. But I slowed that thing so far down that I'm actually reading ahead of him. And I'm sitting there going, I'm, I'm, I'm really realizing that your brain can only absorb so much so fast. And why not just take your time? I don't need to be in a hurry about nothing else on this stinking planet. You know what I want? I want him. That's all I want. I really don't want nothing else. Uh, the more I read this Bible, you know what it does? It, it makes you do that. Uh, when I read it one time a year, I wasn't probably right where I'm at right now. But now that I'm up to four times a year, twice a year didn't really quite do it for me. Four times is right. I ain't going to go to eight. I'll tell you that right now. I don't, I don't know if I'll, I mean, I'd have to get up in the morning and do it. But, but Schofield has a wrong thing there. Dr. Roman says, Luke was written long after Pentecost. Pentecost speaks of the indwelling Christ, while Luke 13 pleads for the fulfillment of the fullness of the Holy Ghost. I need that in me. I need to be full. I need to be filled, full inside, the inside of me, full. I need, I need him to be formed in me. So that when you stand and you say, well, why would you need that? Well, have you ever not handed a gospel track? I didn't hand out a gospel track because I was ashamed of Christ. I, was, I did it because I'm a moron. Let's be honest, man. I mean, I'm not afraid of anybody coming up spitting on me. I've had that happen. I don't care. I don't care if somebody hits me with something. I don't care. I've, I've had that happen before. That isn't why. I didn't do it because I was lazy. And I didn't care. That's why. You know why you don't do it? You don't do it because either you're scared or you're lazy. Now, I pass out tracks all the time. But that one right there, you know what? You know who wanted to hinder me from doing that? Satan. That's the same one. You know, when you first get saved, what Satan wants to do, he, okay, you got saved, man, but we don't want to get this thing. You don't want to become crazy here. You don't want to become insane. We need you to calm down. So let's move off to this side right here. And he'll take baby Christians and he'll mess them up so bad. 
when, and we'll teach them how to work. Going to church, work, 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 and kill them. And then get the next one to do the same thing. I don't ask you all to do hardly anything. If you want to do something, Ms. Ruth came up last night and said, just do it, man. I'm all for it. Go for it. You know why? Because she's taking the, the time of her life to train somebody else to do something. Sister Joanna came up a while back and asked if she could uh, uh, join, be a chaplain at the jail. I asked Ms. Ruth, Ms. Ruth, and she's going, yeah. I said, so they wrote the letter, and they did everything, and now she's that. Brother, I'm telling you what, you know what, what you need, you don't need this world. You need Jesus Christ, and you need the Holy Spirit to guide and direct your steps through this thing. Uh, let me get this last thing. In a crisis, in this crisis experience, is this crisis experience separate from conversion? It need not be. It shouldn't be. But it is. But if any, but in any case, it's harder. And this is the last statement. I'm gonna, this, this, I read a couple of these things I read right out of Dr. Rubens, and I agree with him 100%. But if in many cases it's, hard, it's a harder struggle to surrender our will than to get saved. Your will, if you think, if you can think, and you can reason, and you get some education, and you look at it, oh, I know how to do this better than so-and-so. God used the ass to get to Balaam. He don't need you, and he don't need me. He used the donkey that seen the angel of the Lord, and the, the prophet couldn't see him. He's a Gentile prophet, Balaam. He don't need you or me, either one. You know what he wants? is somebody with a contrite and broken heart. Somebody that will do what he says do. And for you to stop, the hardest thing for a human to do is stop. And say, Lord, thy will be done, not mine. Jesus Christ did it at Calvary. Actually, he did it at the garden. Your Lord did it. He showed you exactly what you need to do. Paul gets knocked down on the road to Damascus. And the Lord looks at him and says, Paul, it's kind of hard to kick against the pricks, isn't it? Paul's been kicking pricks for a long time. That wasn't the first prick he kicked. He's been kicking them a long time. And the Lord says, it's kind of hard, isn't it, Paul? Paul said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? He surrendered right there. Now, Paul's got a couple issues through there, but pretty much through that whole Bible, Paul's will was in line with God's will, the Lord's will. And in the garden, Jesus Christ said, Lord, if you can take this cup... You know what everybody says? Oh, see right there. Look, he, no, 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 no. I don't know about you, but as a man, I definitely don't want to go and lay down on the cross and have somebody drive spikes in my arm. And if he already knew the whole thing and what was going to happen and, and, and the agony and the pain that you're going to go through forever, how many hours you're up there. Some people live quite a long time up there. He knew exactly when he was going to die. I, I wouldn't want to do that as a man either. But he said, not my will, but thine be done. That is the hardest thing you'll ever do. You know why the Holy Spirit isn't in our lives? I know exactly. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. I don't have to have anybody tell me what to do. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. You know why that is? I've given my will over to Jesus Christ. It's not mine no more. It never, it ha it never was, and he's had to take him 43 years to teach me some of that stuff. And for somebody to walk up that's only been saved three years and think they're the same, they are not. And if you're young in here, I'm going to tell you, if you're going to, you know what the hardest thing is to do? I threw my phone somewhere. It's here somewhere. I'll get it. Yeah, I got you, Mike. I really understand what you're saying. Yeah, I got it, man. I got it. But, you know, I got to, I got to see what somebody else says up here. They're saying, uh, you know, I've got the, uh, yeah, I got it, man. I got it. That's the problem. Technology is of the devil. I was there when this was in infancy. I know exactly what I'm talking about. You have been had. You have been had. He knows exactly what to give you to get you to slide off. You don't need to know anything other than what's happening in Dayton, Ohio. Why would you care what happens in China? Why would you care what happens anywhere? If all you cared about was what was happening in Dayton, Ohio, God could do a whole lot more with you than what. But you're so busy finding out what somebody's doing in Hollywood or somebody's taking a selfie or you're taking a selfie. You know why those cameras were put on there? For vanity. So you could take a selfie of yourself. 
Who would do that? If you only got the Lord or you got Satan, which one would do that? I'll tell you which one would do it. You can have it. I don't want no part of it. Beth is trying to get me to change and Jerry's trying to get me to change. I don't even care. I use the thing when I need to use it. I look up what I need to use it for and I'm done with it. I don't like it because it messes up my heart. I know what that thing does. And if it messes me up and you're not even trying, it's really messing you up because you live on that thing. Because you're a social person and you got to have it. you got to have somebody telling you something. The Holy Spirit is the one who wants to tell you something. There's nobody on this planet that can tell you what you need to hear but from him. There is nobody. And all this thing does is it keeps interjecting somebody between you and him and you and him and you and him and you and him. And you're never giving him time to show you nothing. It's you and him. And, oh, I've got to see this. Oh, I've got to see this. Oh, I've got to see this. Oh, I've got to do this. Oh, I've got to talk to so-and-so. I don't have to talk to nobody. I like Dr. Ruttman, man. Dr. Ruttman's a cool guy. You know what he did? He had a stinking typewriter. You know the little things up there, the little things that came up, and actually, that's what he used. I don't think he ever used a computer. And you wonder why he is what he is, and we are what we are? Brethren, we are in a mess. It doesn't have to be that way. That the whole thing can change in a heartbeat. And the Lord is sitting there looking for somebody to turn around and say, look, I done messed up. I'm just a wicked sinner. And he'll work that thing out. That book, that book, that book is better than that will ever be. That book is far, far wiser and greater than this. I, I was seeing a thing. That, I'm done. Seven minutes after. I've, I've chatted enough, I guess. But the, uh, that AI... You know what that thing has done? It just dumbed everybody down even more. Because now you sit there and it, I've, I've seen the, the ads for it. College students are saying AI helps them get better grades. Yeah, it's writing all your papers for you. Because you're a moron and you can't write it yourself. Now, I can't write either. And I'll, I'll, I'll add myself into the moron stuff. But you would think the people going to college would be the guys who could sit there and, and they know the vocabulary, they know the languages, they know all the words, they know all the stuff that they can write it down and they know how to put it down. No, they're using a computer program to do it for them. You are being dumbed down. Your educated people are being dumbed down and then you wonder why you have a government the way it is right now. Because it's being dumbed down. Father, thank you for your blessings. <laughs> Lord, thank you for a book, Lord. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, I, I, I have failed uh, miserably in my life. I know I have. Lord, 43 years I've had the opportunity. And, Lord, you've been in my life in and out a bunch of times. And I know other people too, Lord. But I just want to thank you tonight for uh, directing my steps the way you have. Uh, Lord, uh, I'll never be able to thank you enough for directing me down to PBI and uh, be able to sit under a man like Dr. Ruttman for a while and just sit there and watch him, Lord. Uh, Lord, I don't know how much I learned while I was there. But, Lord, to see and watch a man like this, just most of the time, Lord, we never get access to people like that. We never see him. Lord, we never, and once we do see him, Lord, we don't realize what it took to make that man the man he is. And, Lord, all the opportunities he had that he threw away uh, so he could just do what you, I think that Dr. Roman was in the perfect will of God his whole life. And, Lord, he, he threw away what he didn't think you wanted so that he could do some things that he thought you wanted to do. And, Lord, I'm sure glad he did. I got to have some time with him uh, just sitting there. Lord, he, he never did. Lord, he did get to do a couple things for me, but I never had great fellowship with him. Never got to, I just got to watch him. And Lord, uh, so many of us have never got the opportunity to watch somebody who actually thought like that man did. And I just want to thank you for that. Uh, thank you for being around some of the other men I've been around in my life, Lord. But Lord, today I'm here and it's just me. And Lord, uh, the people in this room tonight, it's just them. And, Lord, they can uh, have just as much fellowship. Lord, they're going to go through trials and tribulations. They're going to go through hurts and pains. And, Lord, they're going to go through joyous times and a great fellowship. And, and Lord, uh, we're always supposed to uh, give an answer for the hope that's within us. And, Lord, uh, help us to do that at those times, Lord. But help us to be uh, formed, have you formed in us, and understand that that's what we're supposed to do. That's, that is what we are supposed to do. Lord, we're not supposed to do nothing else. We're supposed to have you formed in us. 
Lord, this world is not my home, never was my home. It is not supposed to be my home. Uh, Lord, you're going to get us out of here, and you could do it tonight. Uh, Lord, isn't it a waste of time for us to spend our lives to get what we want? And tonight, the rapture occurred, and we'd all be out of here. Uh, Lord, we need to keep our mind where it's at and live a daily life like we're supposed to live. Uh, Lord, and do the things we're supposed to. You say you'd have, you, if you don't work, you don't eat. That's all part of it. But, Lord, we need to keep you dead center where we're supposed to be. Lord, help us to do that. Lord, this world is dying. Lord, it's dying. Not for somebody to just preach a better message or, or get an AI message or, or say the right word. Lord, it's dying for somebody that has a walk with you. Now, Lord, I pray that you'd show us how to do that, Lord. And, and uh, It's all in this book. It's, it's sitting here written in, in front of us in the pages. Lord, help us to see it. Open our hearts and our minds. And we'll praise you, Nani, in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.